Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, right. Robert Woods, right. uh, Will Fuller, healthy Will Fuller kind of guy. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, what? I, I think Will, I think Will Fuller's a little faster, but probably. What? Wait, probably. hold on, time out. What is a healthy Wolf? Okay. I'm oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm done with the bit. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host. Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde, folks. How are we doing today? Uh, it's been a pretty solid one. Um, that's that's yeah, uh, we're, we're doing we're doing pretty good. Uh, dinner was very nice. Uh, my dad and I collaborated on a uh, chicken paillard with pasta and a lemon pepper bechamel. What is a chicken pie yard? That's not a. It's just fl- it's with. just it's chicken breasts, butterflied, pounded out, and then like dusted in flour and uh, like, just like shallow fried. Oh, okay. Or yeah. baked off. Yeah. Shallow yeah. fried and covered in uh, and dusted in flour definitely sounds like a French maneuver. So yeah, me. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, so we had that with a uh, with ribbon pasta and then yeah le- lemon pepper bechamel sauce with some like herbed salt in it. It was. It was really good stuff. Sounds tasty. I had a smoothie. <laughs> Mike, what have you had to eat today? <laughs> um, well, I, I did not have something this fancy as well. A pie yard. I had I actually had food. Um I it, had it food. Was... Okay. My smoothie had banana, avocado, cacao, pumpkin seeds. It was terrible. <laughs> it sounds very it sounds good. It, 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 it was. It did not like blend very well. It was very um, grainy, so it ah, just destroyed okay. everything. Yeah. Should put it through a strainer. Did Did you get like little pumpkin seeds that didn't get grounded up, and you're like drinking, and you're like, No, I don't know what it was. I think it's probably the it's cacao sitting, nibs. Yeah, it's been sitting in the freezer for a long time, so it probably uh, everything got a really terrible texture. Would be my guess. Yeah, crystallized. Could have put it through a fine mesh sieve. I could have, but I didn't. Nothing worse than crystallized cold stuff like ice cream or anything <laughs> cold that has crystallized. Oh, just yeah, awful. Yeah, I've never, I've boring. never enjoyed that. I didn't, yeah. I definitely didn't work at an ice cream shop for four and a half years and sampled ice cream a lot. This guy worked at an ice cream, or he, you worked at an ice cream shop for four and a half years? Four and a half summers, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I was gonna say. No, not not full year round. No, I I worked in. It was only open in the summer, so. I, oh, uh, that okay. You were just the standing one of the standing summer employees. Yeah, I started sophomore year of high school, and my last year was uh, sophomore year of college. Yeah, that's like I put on my resume. I worked at Best Buy from 2003 to 2007, but it was just summers. Seasonal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just seasonal. And I worked one. Actually, I actually worked one day in 2007. I just worked Black Friday because I didn't come down that summer. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but the, I knew what I was doing, so they kept me on the payroll and was like, yeah. all right, you're working Black Friday. I was like, all right, cool. Sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Mike, what did you eat today? We got to we gotta know. <laughs> Nothing really fancy or special. Um, it was uh, Safeway makes these sandwiches, um, and then they put them in, like, a little plastic bag. But oh, yeah, one of those really good um yeah um so i usually have that for for lunch 
And maybe was it one of the chips. the boar's head? Uh, yes, boar's yes. head beheading. Yes, that is that is exactly Ichiban yeah. teriyaki chicken. That was my my my. I don't know about Ichiban teriyaki chicken. That's good but, stuff. But the boar's head sandwiches were my go-to when I was working for the insurance company. I had to run into Safeway to get something to eat to wolf down between appointments. And those so, are good. yeah, they're so yeah, good. Yeah, that sounds really good. We. Uh, uh, in Michigan, Boar's Head isn't, like, super readily available, at least not in, like, rural Michigan. Once you go mm-hmm. into the city, you can get it at, like, every deli, but up here, we don't have it. Oh, yeah. Our, in, in you know, suburban Sacramento, it's every Safeway's got a bunch of Boar's Head ready to go. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the Football Absurdity uh, Food this Chat. Has your, this has been the Foodball food Absurdity. <laughs> Foodball Absurdity. So uh, uh, we missed a week for the first time in almost two years uh, last week. And because uh, I was in Hawaii and I'm back and I didn't really want to do a lot of work. So we're just going to talk about rookies. Uh, Mike's Mike's starting to get into his rookie stuff. Walker and I were like, let's just talk about rookies. And Mike was like, I'm not that far into it. So <laughs> Mike's, Mike gave us eight rookies he wants to talk about to pick our brains on two at each uh, fantasy relevant position. And of course we need to talk about Kenny Pickett in the hallway today. I think that'll take about 20 minutes. We're going to Zabruder film this, uh, this tape and uh, we will go from there. No, um, the eight guys that Mike wanted to talk about today, just so everybody knows are Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, Chris Olave, Sky Moore, Jalen Weidermeyer and Isaiah Likely. And Mike, you kind of picked in the dark, but you picked a good group of guys because yeah. um like there's Damian a lot of different Pierce, opinions on some yeah, of these guys. Yeah. Like Damian Pierce, I hate, but I see him as high as like running back six in this class. I have him as running back twenty. So no, Kev didn't Kev say he had him at running back four? Did Kev have him at running <sighs> Kev? I'm pretty uh, sure. Four. Kev Kev's the unofficial fourth Mike of this show. But he just doesn't get to defend himself. No, it never gets to defend himself. Like, Kev said this stupid thing. What an idiot. Yeah. And then every once in a while we're like, ah, Kev was right. Yeah. Kev, Kev gets his, his propers when he's correct. Uh, Kev the receipt man. If you saw his uh, Sus receipt, the Prophet. Okay, yeah, Kev receipt gin. Yeah, Kev receipt gin. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Mike, you want to start with the quarterbacks? You want to start with uh, Malik Willis? Sure. Yeah, sure. Right. sounds good. Yeah, let's right. do that. So quick rundown for everybody. Malik Willis, uh, quarterback out of Liberty, 6'1", 215 pounds. Um, Walker, you want to start uh, talking about Malik Willis? Because he's kind of, if you rank him for real football and if you rank him for fantasy football, I think you have two very different rankings for him in this class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's one of the best in terms of fantasy because he runs. I mean, it's – and he'll probably go in the first round, so he'll have better job security than a lot of the other guys. Um, I – in terms of real football, I have a lot of questions about him as a prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, he started his career, I believe, at Auburn. Um, then he didn't beat out Bo Nix for that starting job, which I don't really think was much of a fair competition because Nix was the five-star guy. Yeah. Um, Transferred from there, I believe it was Auburn. It might have been Florida, but I can't remember which one. Um, transferred from there to Liberty because he had a shot to play. Uh, Hugh Freeze runs an explosive offense, and uh, he put up some pretty good stats for the most part. Um, had some rough games turnover-wise against top opponents, which is concerning. Um, 
for these guys, what I did is I put six bullet points for each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I graded those traits on a scale that um, it has these ratings. Elite, great, good, average, poor, and awful. <laughs> and, um, excuse me for, sorry about the cracking. Uh, excuse me for, uh, for Willis. I said that he, in terms of arm strength, elite, uh, he's got oh. a cannon attached to his shoulder. He's, uh, I mean, this is Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford level cannon. Um, the MPHs are there for sure. Elite escapability as well. Um, while he's not the greatest runner in the world, he's not a Lamar Jackson level runner. He is a Lamar Jackson level escape artist from the pocket. Um, this guy just does not get sacked a lot uh, when he's in the pocket. Sometimes he holds the ball too long uh, when he get, when he escapes outside, and then he'll get sacked. But in the pocket, rarely takes hits. Um, I don't think his longevity will be a problem like it is for some running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He has uh, great instincts as a runner, and it, it saves him mm-hmm. from a lot of big hits. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, run In terms of being a runner, I said great. Not quite elite, but a great runner. Um, mm-hmm. Very much in that like class of guys who either don't run a lot but are really good at it when they do it, like Patrick Mahomes, or guys who run a lot and are like sort of efficient, like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he reminded um, me a lot of Jalen Hurts when he was running with the ball. So, In terms of decision-making, I said average. Um he is risky, but he's got the arm to make those throws, so I don't necessarily mind it too much. Um, and he doesn't put the ball into, like, super tight coverage. He doesn't really lock on to his first read all that often, which is a positive thing for a young quarterback. At least personally, I didn't think so. Um, he also was in an offense that didn't ask him to make more than one-two read. Uh, so it, it can be tough to tell. Um, so I gave him average for that. Accuracy, I put as poor. Uh, he's kind of scattershot. He mm-hmm. sometimes he'll make a really good pinpoint throw, and then the next throw will be five yards over the guy's head. It's it's just inconsistent. Um, he shows the nascent ability to be able to put accurate throws in the intermediate and downfield areas, but it's not anywhere near consistent enough to be an NFL starter at this stage. And then ball security, I said awful. Um, this guy turns the ball over way too much. Yeah, uh, he fumbles a lot even though he's a pretty solidly built guy and he doesn't have small hands. Um, he throws way too many interceptions. Um, it's mostly due to his accuracy, in my opinion. And most of his interceptions are just bad throws. It's not necessarily that he's making a bad decision to throw the ball here. It's just that he decides, I can make that throw, and then he doesn't make it. Um, yeah, it's 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 erratic ball placement is what it is, yeah. and, and accuracy is the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's very. He's a very erratic player. I, I, I think that that is, that is certainly a good description. Um, and then overall, I provided a ceiling and a floor for each of these guys. Mm-hmm. The ceiling for Malik Willis, I think, is Josh Allen, which is pretty common comparison. He's a he's really raw, but the physical tools are outstanding. Um, the running ability is great. The arm strength is great. Uh, needs mechanical adjustments, uh, needs decision-making improvement, needs accuracy improvement. But as we've seen with Josh Allen, it is possible to improve on those things enough to become an elite-level quarterback in the NFL. Floor is P.J. Walker, uh, <laughs> which if he doesn't get better, he's just going to be a guy who bounces around to a couple teams as a backup until he gets given up on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, if, if he... 
If he doesn't get much better, he's simply not an NFL quarterback because he will turn the ball over way too much. Uh, he will be confused by NFL defenses. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, the midpoint in between those is probably in the Jalen Hurts area, like mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts with a good arm, which yeah. uh, is not very good. Um, that'd be like a below average starter to bridge quarterback type guy. Like basically how Josh Johnson played in relief this year is what I kind of expect Malik Willis to be. So I think that's pretty much a bridge quarterback and I don't really, I don't really think he's a NFL starter in any type of consistent way. Yeah. That's kind of where I see him too. He's the exact height and weight of Tyrod Taylor. Ah. So there's a lot of, of that in it, um, in his game. Um, I said on a good day, he's Jalen Hurts and on a bad day, he's Taysom Hill as sort of his uh, his uh, his play style. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he is so erratic. Like Taysom Hill does the same thing where he he throws it where he's like, this would be really cool if this pass worked. And it doesn't always work because of the, the talent behind it being very erratic. Um, I do think that he'll be a boon for whoever ends up with him because you can really move the pocket with him. That's something that I noticed a lot mm-hmm. that Liberty had him do was had him like running a lot of bootlegs or just moving the pocket to help kind of shift the focus of the defense and make the throwing angle easier for him because it'll help clean mm-hmm. up the erratic nature mm-hmm. if he has a, a better window, a better angle to throw at. Um, yeah, he um, he's he over relies on his athleticism, I think. Um, when I was watching him play, cause he would, he's one of those guys that loves to tuck and run and like the first sign of danger. He's like, I'm out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I I do think a lot of that was due to the offense he was in. Um, they probably told him he could do that. Yeah. You see a lot out of that with quarterbacks, even Mm -hmm. guys who are good, not great runners. Um, you know, Mississippi ran a pretty similar, like RPO heavy one, two read type offense. And Matt Corral did a lot of running, even though he's not really a runner, he's He's pretty good at it, but he's not like he's not a running quarterback. But yeah, and that that's something you're right. They do a lot in college because the relative athletic if you have like a first or second round talent quarterback, the relative mm-hmm. athleticism of that guy compared to the defenders is going to be a lot higher than it is in yeah. the NFL. So you can you can have a quarterback, like you said, Matt Corral, who's not the most athletic guy. He can go pick up six, seven, eight, nine yards just right. tucking and running. Yeah. Um I said, yeah, mostly instincts runner, which is good in short area, but he's really bad at following blockers. So he's not going to mm-hmm. break off a long one, but you don't really want your quarterback to do that anyways. Um, but yeah, you, you covered a lot of it. I said, uh, I put like a middling comp and it, yeah, Jalen hurts with a better arm is what I, what I put for him too. Cause he, right. he does have a cannon. Um, where do you think he fits best Walker? Um, I mean, he would fit really well on like a San Francisco type offense. Um, so I, the problem is that I don't know if there's any of that type of offense that really needs a quarterback. I mean, you could argue that the Jets need a quarterback, but they aren't going to give up on Wilson that fast. Um, yeah. And then the Dolphins have Tua. Uh, they also said they're they're sticking with Tua today. So Right. The Vikings have Cousins. So I guess maybe the Vikings, because they could get rid of Cousins and try to go with Willis in the Rams-style offense. But um, They just got Kellen Mond, though. I mean, yeah, who, they I mean, he's, he's kind of, that's the and, problem. right, and he's kind of that type of guy. I mean, yeah. uh, I had Washington. I would, yeah, yeah. There's I some, there's some holdover. There's some holdover Rams tendencies there, and uh, they they do uh, 
they 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 like a running quarterback. They like a uh, a guy who can throw down the field, mm-hmm. uh, who can make plays on his own. He's got a receiver that can go up and get it. Um, and he's got a lot of good yak guys on that team. Yeah. Uh, Gibson, McKissick, Samuel are all guys that you can just whip the ball to and have them get yards. So they can run essentially a lot of what they ran when RG3 was a rookie, uh, which was touchdown or checkdown. And RG3 did an amazing job in that offense. He was a better prospect, but he did do a really good job in that type of offense. And I could see Willis being competent in that kind of offense. Um, but as a rookie, that's about as far as I could go. But yeah, in terms of the teams that need a quarterback, I would agree with you that Washington would be the best fit. Yeah, I hit Washington, but I also said maybe Pittsburgh, but I wasn't like I don't like that. Yeah, one. I wasn't tied to that. Um, all right, Mike, what do you uh, do? You have any questions about Malik Willis for us, or do do you have a do better have picture of him? Different, differing influ- differing opinions, maybe. Yeah. No, not not really any different opinions. Uh, I think he's better than than. Um, uh, maybe not much better, but I do think he's better than what you guys are, are seeing sure. out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the things that I've sort of noticed uh, negative wise is he'll he'll drift in the pocket mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you'll see him going straight back. But then a couple seconds or whatever later, he's over. He's like <laughs> over the guard. And it's just like, why are you o- behind the guard now? And his suspension is screwy, Mike. Just he's just got to get alignment. So he yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, there, what and, are you doing? and honestly, that's I, I think the reason I don't mention that is because. I grew up watching Matthew Stafford as my example of quarterback play. And Matthew Stafford is the drift king. Um, He's constantly like shuffling off to his left and being like over the left tackle for no reason. But then he just makes it work because he's really good. Um, So I I guess if if you can do it, if if you can drift and still be good and throw on platform, then I don't have a problem with it. The problem is that Willis's mechanics aren't good enough. Right. Yeah. Call call him Takashi. Anybody? Anybody? No. Because uh, well, he's six nine. I don't know. Takashi was the name of Drift King in uh, Fa- the Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Oh. Uh, <laughs> never haven't seen it. This guy's or you see nothing. All right. <laughs> Mike, um, uh, what are what are your other thoughts? And what also is interesting is that he can pick up the blitz. And he has a lot of good re- uh, pre-recognition skills, and um, and he understands where the blitzes are come from. But he also takes unnecessary sacks. So it's just like, it, it, why are you taking unnecessary sacks when you understand the directions of the blitz? It, it's this very like topsy turvy, upside down yin yang kind of stuff where he you, you see him doing the right things, but then he does the wrong things and. I think a very good coach could probably fix this. I, I do not think he's ready for starting quarterback duty. So even though I like the Washington call, he would probably start the, as the quarterback there. And it's I, I don't like that. I, I think he needs at least six games, um, if not more, if not like sort of a Trey Lance situation. where. So, Mike, what a, I'm, a situation where there's a team that needs a long-term quarterback they have some ties to like the Rams type of scheme and they have a quarterback in place who can suffice for a season. Do you think Malik Willis fits as a lion? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I think, I think that that would probably be a great at two. Let's do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> if he's there at 32, 
I would love Malik Willis. He won't be, but if he was, no, he won't be. But I think it, that'd be a good pick. Walker, that also describes the trade up. And, yeah, and but that would be perfect because Jared Goff is a, a good quarterback. He's not great. He's not bad. He's just man, but he He's could confident. learn from Jared Goff and understand yeah, yeah. The, those kind of things. So, and you know that Jared Goff isn't going to move at, away from the starting quarterback position just because. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis isn't ready, and that would be a perfect spot, I think. And that would be really give a lot of dynamic to the Lions offense. Walker, you mentioned Minnesota, which that fits the Kirk Cousins situation. Uh, Yeah, it it does. And, I mean, look, it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota, if if Willis was there at 14 or whatever, if they took him and told Cousins, like, hey, you're our quarterback for now, and if you can continue to beat him out, you'll be our quarterback for the future. But like, literally the Trey Lance thing. Yeah, it's like you know, if you're if it turns out you're better than him, then sure. Excuse me, but if it turns out that you're worse, then you're out of here. Get him out. All right, so let's see, Walker, you you this uh, situation agrees with PFF. So. Oh God. Gross. <sighs> <laughs> uh, Mike is the only good PFF guy. I'm not there anymore, so yeah. I so there's, oh, there's well, no there good. are no good PFF guys. Get them all the way out of here. Get them out. Uh, PFF, hit, hit us up. We would uh, do things for you if you paid us money. Heck yeah. <laughs> Pro fartball focus. Get them out. Oh my god. All right, we got an episode title. Pro <laughs> fartball focus. All right. Um. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to talk about with uh, Malik Willis, Mike? I, I think we covered that pretty well. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. Good. All I, right. I would say I have a third round grade on Willis. Third round. Ooh. Wow. But I, I don't, think ideally I don't he's grade. Second. Yeah. I don't grade for where guys will or necessarily should get drafted, though. That's my grade regardless of position. But because quarterback's the most important position, I would rank him as like one of the top couple guys of my third rounders. Yeah. So Malik Willis would be like in the 50 to 55 range overall in terms of prospects for me. Yeah. So I suppose that's in terms of draft stock mid second, I would say would be around where taking him would be a good idea for me. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned off the top and I, I'm curious. Walker, so is he like your eighth quarterback? No, 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 no. He's, um, Hold on, let me think. I think Mike, I have, I Mike have interrupting fourth? the host who is going to say, we mentioned different for football and fantasy football, so where do you have him in fantasy? And then oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, In terms for fantasy, I would have him number two. Uh, behind Coral or behind? Behind Corral. Corral. I, I, I'm going to call him Coral. Oh, and then uh, in terms of football, I would have him fourth. Hey, exact same. Uh, Corral, Pickett, Howell, then Willis. I do not have Pickett ahead of Willis. Who do you I have ahead? Ellaby. That's fair. Ellaby is my quarterback, too. Sorry, I know it's dumb, but I just really like the guy. I think that he's accurate. I think that he can move well enough. I think that he's got a really good arm. I He didn't get a I chance to do it. anything at Western. so I can't It's not it. dumb at all. No, I can't, I can't hate it. As long as I, it's not like Carson Strong, it. who people inexplicably love. No, Carson Strong I, is good at standing still and throwing hard. Yeah. I think the only thing that's dumb, because we all have our own, I mean, that's why you have 10, 15, 20 scouts dissecting yeah. a player. 
It's sure. because we all have different opinions. I think the only thing that would be dumb is if you said, um, LRB is my number two. Well, why? Um, because he looks good in an orange uniform or, you know, <laughs> sure. Like that. Ba- baseball but, scouting. <laughs> yeah, sure. But if, yeah. As he's long got as a hot it up, he's, he's thick in the trunk. <laughs> he's thick in the trunk. Yeah. This guy's packing that BBL. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Mike, you're right. Everybody, everybody uh, has something different that they, that they look for. So that's, you know, the rankings. I can't hate, Ellaby. Um, yeah, because I have a uh, short Ryan Tannehill as Caleb Ellaby. So, um, but uh, yeah, Willis number two for fantasy. And then, yeah, I have him four. I have I have Ellaby as Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah. Same. Almost. Well, I like him even more now. Yeah. This guy loves Derek. Yeah. Carr. Yeah. And Mike's like, oh, <laughs> Mike's like, Derek Carr. he's going one. French mode. Yeah. And uh, if this is your first exposure to this class, um, don't expect last year's class. I just no, want to this say quarterback, this oh, quarterback God, class is uh, not I, good. I, I, I'm not going to say it's awful because there's guys with potential here, mm-hmm. but it's not top heavy. It, no. It's it's rough at the top. I ceremoniously start. Yeah, I ceremoniously started this class with tier two because there's not great quarterback. Right. My tier one is Matt Corral, and I do not have a first round grade on Matt Corral. No. Matt Corral, I comped as. Uh, we remember we were having trouble trying to comp him, and I was like, I don't know, athletic Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, that's what we're working with. Yeah, like, I, I think, hold on, I believe, let's see here. Yeah, I have him as Ryan Tannehill. Oh, there you go. Yeah, which is, uh, so, I I don't know. Do you think Border, he ha- Borderline he- top 10 guy. I think Corral's ceiling is Dak Prescott, but I don't oh, know look if at he this. reaches that. When I was watching, these are my notes, watching Matt Corral, I was reminded of a Jimmy Garoppolo type player with some Ryan Tannehill running game elements. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. Um, So from there, let's talk about Desmond Ritter, who let me let me shift my notes here real quick to. uh Oh, where'd it go? There it is. Uh oh, I'll make up for it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati, 6'4", 215, so same weight, um, taller guy. I described yeah. him in my notes as a jet ski, or shooting a rifle without sights from a jet ski. That's how he plays. Um, just kind of uh, yeah. big and lean, fast, like rifles it everywhere, but just you don't know where the ball's going when, when he throws it. Um I can't I, I when I watched him it was like oh this is like if Colin Kaepernick was still playing now this is who he would be no kind of a slower guy well, big, I, big I guess not yeah I guess 35 year old Colin Kaepernick yeah. my my uh my ceiling comp for him is and then you'll probably notice that I don't care for him on this uh my ceiling comp for him is Ryan Fitzpatrick um yeah. who's certainly not bad but no. not great um and my floor comp is Jordan Tamu Oh wow! <laughs> that like out of the league, like not even like yeah. It's your floor comps have been PJ Walker and Jordan Thomas. <laughs> yes, these guys if they don't if these guys don't improve, they're not going to be in the league. Uh, no, I know, I know, but it's just very. It could be funny. really bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's also that I just remember everything always, so I have way too many players bouncing around in my mind all the time, but. Did I ever um, tell you Jordan Tiamu's middle name? Yeah, you you <laughs> you did, and it was a million. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot. Um, but yeah, in terms of Ritter, uh, I guess I'm taking over now. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, no, it's okay. 
you do a better job of explaining it than uh than i do sure. yeah I, I say things like he is a jet ski driver with a rifle without sights <laughs> yeah you, you you paint a picture and i'm just like bullet point uh, <laughs> i said uh arm is good um it's not special but it's it's good he can make the throws um I said, as, as a decision maker, he's average. Um, he didn't turn the ball over a whole lot at Cincinnati, especially as he got further along in his career. He's got a lot of starting experience, um, so he understands how to read the defense, at least at a baseline level. Um, and I think he has a good sense of when to run, because he doesn't do it a whole lot, and I don't think he's very good at running, necessarily. Like, he's just kind of okay at it, which I they're... I think he's like almost like Joe Burrow kind of thing, where... He he can do it, but it's not mm-hmm. like fantastic. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I have him as average in escapability and running as well. Um, average in ball security also. Doesn't fumble a ton. Doesn't throw a lot of picks. But the main problem with Desmond Ritter is he is just horribly inaccurate. This guy mm-hmm. can't hit the broadside of a barn with a beach yep. ball. Sometimes yep. he is just yeah. It's I mean buckshot just all over the place. Really really bad. Um, in terms of, I believe, uh, I go a lot by an accuracy, uh, Corey Kinnon on Twitter, at Real Corey Kinnon. He does um, weighted on target percentage, and he charts that. Uh, Ritter's really bad at that. <laughs> His whole career, he's been terrible. Uh, he simply is not an accurate passer, and I don't. I, he started for a long time. I don't think this is going to get better. Um, he's always going to be... Like we said with Willis, erratic. He's always going to be imprecise as, as a passer. And that's not necessarily a death knell, but it limits your ceiling to low-end starter slash really solid bridge guy um, or injury replacement. And that's why I, I liken him to a Fitzpatrick type. I mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that that, you know, my, my mid midpoint comp wouldn't be Fitzpatrick. It would be... Uh, Jeez, I'm I'm not really sure. I'll think about it. Um, but yeah, uh, he's definitely that Fitzpatrick type player in my opinion. Yeah, and one thing about Ritter too is I've seen here and there people talk about drops. Um, he he forced those drops because the man has no touch. The placement, the placement and the touch is not good. Yeah, the, yeah. It, it's 100, 100 miles an hour always. Yeah, it's always just he's just gonna. <clears throat> You know, you're 30 yards down the field. It's going to be on a rope. If you're three downs, three yards down the field, he's just going to blast it into your midsection or off your shoulder pad or something. So the drop, I hate to say the drops are his fault, but a lot of it is on him because the man just, he's not putting his receivers in a position to succeed. Um, I don't <clears throat> particularly like him. As, oh, as, I, know, I know what my comp is. What's that? Geno Smith. There. Oh. Ugh. A um, guy who's good enough to be in the league, but not definitely not good enough to start. Did Gino have a I don't remember Gino really having a rifle. Uh no. I don't think that Ritter necessarily I don't think he's got a cannon. I think he no, just he throws the ball. Re- yeah. He, Ritter just throws arm. the ball really hard. Wait, let's yeah. be clear. A rifle is different than a cannon. Okay. In my in yeah. my in my stupid brain, a rifle is the ball goes a hundred miles an hour no matter where he's throwing it. A cannon is like um like Herbert or, yeah. or Josh well, Allen or Gino, I mean, he tries to throw a touch, he just can't. Right, that's because he's he's right. So Gino is like if Ritter tried to do stuff he couldn't do. Yeah, that's okay. That'll work. I think Ritter has a stronger arm than Gino, but probably slightly. 
yeah, yeah, but it's it's not like the huge difference. It'd be like in the same tier of arm Rid- Ritter's also a, a a good ceiling comp for Ritter would be like Mitchell Trubisky or toward yeah. the ceiling. That's I mean, because yeah. Trubisky's got a good, not great arm. He's a right. solid enough runner. He's yes. not a very good decision maker, but he doesn't turn right. the ball over a ton because he doesn't really go outside of what he does. And he has just negative touch and accuracy. Mm-hmm. I think Trubisky's so. a great comp. Yeah, I have Buffalo spending a fourth. Him. I have a Buffalo spending a fourth on Ritter to replace Trubisky. That would be great, up, but I think he'll go before him. that. I think somebody's going to take him on day two. Good luck to them. Oh, I have his comp as Jacoby Brissett. Oh, Jake Brissett. Oh, I don't know, Mike. What do you think about that? You saw a lot more Jake Brisket than I did. I think Brissett has a stronger arm, but it's yeah. I mean, I I think in Ritter is probably more mobile than Brissett. Slightly. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's not like it's a bad comp. Um, yeah, Ritter, Ritter is just that type of guy to me where it's like, if you have Ritter as your backup quarterback, that's fine. Because if he has to play, he's not going to do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's not going to lose you the game very often. He's just not, he's not polished enough or good enough to win you the game either. Um, and, you know, if you had to start Jacoby Brissett, like if the Dolphins had to start Jacoby Brissett all season this year, instead of nine and eight, they'd probably go seven and ten. Like yeah. he's just he's not going to kill you, but he's not going to help you either. He's just there. Exactly. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a top 40 quarterback in the yeah, NFL. Des- Desmond Ritter yeah. will be like one of one of the 50 best quarterbacks in the NFL, but he'll never be one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Jake Jake Brisket is the perfect range for him. Jacoby Brissett is is a good is a good like talent range or like uh like Nick Foles type yeah. type talent range. Yeah, you have to turn to your different, back. Yeah, different type of player. Yeah. different but talent range. Not CJ Beathard. Ugh, don't get me started. CJ Beathard. <laughs> CJ Beathard's a fine backup. No, yep. CJ Beathard has one skill and it is taking as many hits as humanly possible without getting hurt. <laughs> okay, that is true. <laughs> that man is just like. That man loves to get hit. Yeah, you can just throw wave in, after wave of players at him, and he's not getting hurt. That's his best skill set. So um, that's what happens when you're an Iowa quarterback. <laughs> man's corn fed. That's right. Big corn fed boy. Um, all right. So uh, Desmond Ritter, um, not very high on him. Mike, anything else you wanted to jump in with Ritter? It seems like you said you didn't really have haven't really like watched these guys, but it seems like you're forming an opinion on them. Yeah. Well, what I did was. Um... I had I had the notes already on all these guys, but um, I mean, all the rookies, pretty much offensive rookies, but um, I hadn't seen them. So what I did last night and this morning was just watch them. So uh, okay. I, I got it down pretty well. Um, as as far as he he uh, I, I love his tenacity. He's just like one of those guys that are just if he takes a big sack, he's going to be jumped up and he's just going to be like, bring it. You know, I, I don't care. I'm just, you know, big moments don't bother him. Mm-hmm. Um, good leader, just someone who's very uh, fundamentally strong minded and, and wants to always um, do. I mean, almost like Carson Wentz, where you're just like, dude, okay. just settle down. You're amped too much. Just if you can just settle down, you'll be all right. But he's he'll get amped up too much. And. Uh, but it's also good because it inspires, you know, the team around yeah. him. So sure. good, the, good the type of guy, Yeah, the type of guy that a, that a team will rally around because, yeah, yeah I, I could definitely see him, uh, you know, running for a first down, taking a massive hit, jumping up and, yep. you know, right. doing scream. the little, the yeah, little give, first give down Yeah, giving him the guttural dance. scream and then yeah. 
the team is like, oh, hell yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It, people, his teammates will love him. Like, Ritter, yeah. Ritter is a great teammate. He's, by all accounts, a really good dude. Um, and I I have no doubt that he will be very well liked. He'll be good in the quarterback room. That's part of the reason why I think he'll stick around a long time. I, I think he'll be a eight-year backup. Like, he's going to have a Chase Daniel-type career. Um, it's just that I don't think he's a guy you want to be on the field a whole lot. He's the type of guy that um, nobody will have a bad thing to say about him, but you're going to go Ugh, when he comes on the field. Like right. you, you just wish he was 10 to 15 percent better so that Des- Desmond Ritter at 35 years old is going to be a quarterback's coach for like the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Whoever drafts him and he sticks around with for six or seven years, he'll end up just transitioning to the the coaching staff. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. So uh, I, I want to. I, I was uh, just going to say the rankings just so we didn't forget. Oh, yeah. Uh, the rankings. Let's um, I would have him in terms of actual football ability. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. I'd have him sixth. Um, in my quarterback rankings and then uh, also sixth for fantasy. Yeah, I have him seventh. Sure. Just because I think Carson Strong's going to get a shot. He's because Carson, Carson Strong's like Matt Ryan. So some coach is going to be like, I can fix him. And so but Matt Ryan is good. Well, I mean, Matt Ryan is also a type of quarterback that's not really regarded highly anymore. But in right. by in like fantasy circles, but like in regular sure. coaching circles, they're like, oh, this is what I want. Like, you know, he's, well, there's there's one very good example of in the past, like 20 years of dude who cannot move at all, but is really good at just throwing from a clean pocket. He actually made a Pro Bowl starting for the Browns, Derek Anderson. Oh, yeah. Derek Anderson. Yeah. That's my comp for strong. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. Um, I have Matt Ryan parentheses now. Cause he's not good anymore. Eh, he, he was pretty <laughs> bad last year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, should, yeah. Um, if you guys want, I could do dynasty with these two. Guys. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's talk dynasty. So again, uh, to remind people, we're talking about Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. So Mike, what are your, what are your dynasty thoughts on these guys? So in two QB leagues, Malik Willis will probably be in the top five or six picks. Um, as far as rookie drafts and QB one oh. leagues. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you meant in the NFL draft. That's why I, I tilted my head. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very interesting if you win the top five. Uh, yeah. And then um, one QB leagues, he's probably second rounder, like maybe mid to late second rounder for one QB leagues. Uh, I could see him go, depending on where he goes, I could see him being a late first rounder in a one QB league. Like that's that's why I took Trey Lance last year in a one QB league, and I could see it being similar. I think, yeah. I mean, it depends on. Usually, quarterbacks don't go in the first round, but um, I needed one, Mike. <laughs> quarterback, was if you're Jimmy desperately Garoppolo. needing one and you want to get a jump, then you know, pick hey. 10, 11, or twelve. You know, you could probably risk it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, second round, and then um, what about Ritter? I think Ritter has a harder path to relevancy, much harder path. Yeah, Ritter would definitely be a late second QQB league, um, maybe 10 um, around there, if not later in the second round. Um, and then the, then he's a dart throw in one QB leagues. Yeah, I was going to say, if, you're, if your rookie draft only has four rounds, you might not even make it to Ritter. 
in a in a one quarterback league. Yeah, right. yeah, it's a complete dart throw. Someone yeah. you're just like, eh, he might be something, so we'll just go with it. Yeah, some somebody out there has like Matt Ryan. They're holding on to Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. just like, oh, I need yeah. something. And and yeah. let's be clear I mean, here, they're picking Robert's first overall. <laughs> if that's their quarterback room. So, um, all right, let's move on to running backs, uh, folks. Let's see. Running backs here. I have two Excel spreadsheets open, so this keeps getting me. So, uh, Mike, you want to talk about Kenneth Walker, running back, Michigan State, 5'10", 210. Uh, Walker and I both have him as our running back one in the class, unless Walker has that changed. Uh, no, it will not change. will not change. He is the best running back in this class. I love him. Uh, some people are saying, like, Brees Hall, get him out of here. Uh, some who some people say Kyron Williams, which get him all the way out of here. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that either. I, yeah. I mean, Isaiah Spiller's close, but because I, I did rewatch Spiller and I liked mm-hmm. him more on second watch. But um, I, I still think Walker is the most he, he's certainly the best runner in the class. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I don't think that's particularly close. And I don't have as much uh, reservations as, about his pass catching as others because Michigan State simply doesn't ask their running backs to do a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. And when he was asked to, he was fine. Yeah. And um, why, don't you, why don't you talk about Walker? Because um, he, he's your namesake, Kenneth yeah, Walker. Walker on Walker. Um, <laughs> Walker on Walker. <laughs> That's, we'll have a weekly update on Kenneth Walker, and it'll just be you talking okay. about him. Walker gotcha. on Walker. I'm good with that. Um, in terms of his speed, I'd say it's good. Um, he's not a breakaway burner type guy. Um, but he is a solid, uh, solid speed guy. I would expect his 40 to be in like the four or five flat type range. Um, he is good agility wise. Uh, he can make people miss in the open field, um, but typically not like clean. He'll make a guy miss and then kind of like push him off of him. Um, he's, he's very strong, which Mm -hmm. isn't one of the traits that I put on here, but he is very strong. His lower body, really strong. Uh, Great acceleration. He gets up to top speed really fast. Um, th- this guy is explosive. He makes one cut. He puts his foot in the ground, and he's gone. I mean, you have to stay in front of him, or else you won't catch him because he'll simply be by you. Um, in terms of vision, I think it's about average. Um, he did get stuffed quite a bit at Michigan State. Now, the offensive line was not good in front of him, so him putting up those kind of numbers behind a pedestrian O-line was really impressive. But when there wasn't something there, he didn't make something out of it a ton every now and then he would. But it would mostly be because of his ability to make people miss. Um, his tackle avoidance is great. Uh, he he forced the most missed tackles of any uh, FBS running back, which is a very predictive stat. Um, really good. A lot like Javante Williams in that way. Um where he's just he's got that wiggle, he's got the ability to just mm-hmm. kind of do subtle moves, get skinny, um, just just really good natural runner. Um, and then in terms of pass catching, I, I think he's average. I, I don't think that he's a guy that you're going to avoid throwing the ball to. But in terms of pass game work, he's going to be a Josh Jacobs type, where he probably gets like 30 targets um, as a starter. He, he's um, In terms of ceiling, I said Dalvin Cook. Um I think at his peak, he could become a like fringe top five running back in the NFL. Um, if he doesn't pan out, if it turns out he was a one-year wonder, I would say floor is more Chuba Hubbard range. 
guy who is a good runner behind a good offensive line and pretty rough if the offensive line in front of them is bad. Um, I don't think that he'll ever reach that floor, obviously, but that's about like the worst I could see him being is like an RB two that is competent. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, at, at his peak, he would he could be in depth, maybe a top five running back and definitely a top ten running back. Yeah, he um, when I was watching uh, Walker, the two things really stood out to me. You mentioned um, the one cut and go. He is extremely like springy and his his burst is incredible his acceleration is is top-notch like he is gone like before you even realize he's hitting the hole he's already passed you if you're not he, on top he showed of a ton of that in that michigan game which he yeah. won pretty much single-handedly yeah, that's if you want to see good kenneth walker tape watch that game because mm-hmm. he had a couple runs his last touchdown run which put state up for good was one of those where he he was stretching it to the outside and then he saw the hole and he took he put his foot in the ground and all of a sudden he was like 10 yards downfield it was remarkable the the ability he has to just when he makes the decision to get upfield he's upfield mhm and then things that if, things he has to work on is def, one of them is definitely pass protection Yes, pass pro, not very good. He is. He's, he's got. Oh, he's got some oh serious. Oh my god, risks. that dude is so bad at pass pro. Yeah. <laughs> he's he, got he's, some absolute nightmare plays in pass. Yeah, he's pro. not not good in pass pro. No, and um, I would say he does have trouble breaking through tackles, and he takes on too much contact for how good he is at breaking tackles. Um, he can. Yes. Yeah, he can, but he he needs to get better at it. Um, he's he. He, he seems needs, stubborn to me. At, yeah, at he needs a running back coach that says. Your job is to not take hits. Right. Get out of the way. You can do it better than most people in the league. That's what you need to be. Right. Doing. You can you can make guys miss do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's uh one thing I got away from, but I used to say if a running back received contact or deceived contact, which he receives too much contact when he needs to deceive it. He needs to and that's what he's good at is is just springing away from guys and and, and running straight past them. Yeah, um, my, my midpoint comp uh is J.K. Dobbins. That That's the guy I think he's most similar to. Um, Dobbins is a great natural runner. He gets upfield. But, again, he can get into a situation where he runs at contact at times, and he is a very middling pass catcher. He's not bad at it. He's not good at it. Yeah, I actually think he's a – there are certain things I saw. They didn't throw him the ball a lot. Um, I did, like, he had some difficult catches where he did have some good body control on it and mm-hmm. good, like um, – uh, awareness of where the defender was and where the sideline was. So um, I, I do think he's going to be a better defender, or sorry, a better pass catcher than you, than you believe Walker. It sounds like sure. um, I kind of said, he's kind of like a, uh, almost like a Tony Pollard type mm-hmm. um, Tony Pollard sure. or a, a, a springier, like you said, Josh Jacobs, uh, David Montgomery, they're the same player. So uh, uh, I mean, yeah, Montgomery's my Brees Hall comp because okay, yeah, it's it's lazy, but it it's there. But you know, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I, I think that he's very much a Jacobs type guy. He's just more explosive than Jacobs. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's very uh, like springy and explosive. I love the Dalvin Cook ceiling because um, when I think of Dalvin Cook, I think of one particular play. I don't remember what game it was, but because I saw it on a um, uh, like an article I was reading where he. <laughs> He's going left and he just one hops to the right and he's gone before like any defender even notices what's happening. And right. I, that's that's 
if I had to pick a guy in this class who could do that, I would say it would be uh, Walker. It'd be Kenneth Walker because he just he just bounces and, you know, he's he's gone. So I, I love Kenneth Walker. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on 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 Walker? Well, I, I sort of keeping in mind he is here. And that's the last time I'll make that joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was coughing so people didn't hear me laughing. Um, yeah, I, I comped into Melvin Gordon. Um, and then, um, I think he needs to be more decisive with his running. Like if a uh, hole's not there, he's sort of quickly trying to tries to reverse field or hits a cut cut back and he's not going to, the holes are not always going to be there where he expects them to be in the NFL. So he's got to learn that he's got to take what, what, what he can and be more decisive doing so and that's one of the biggest things that i think that we didn't talk about was that i think a great thing about him was um he hasn't fumbled uh, i read that he yeah. 200, 276 touches of the football and he's only fumbled once yep. so i think that's a, a you know something that all coaches will will welcome yeah his mm-hmm. ball security is very very good so his fit is um new england <laughs> yeah. yeah his fit is his fit is that type of offense it's a his fit is a one cut and go uh offense i i think i think the arthur smith offense in atlanta would be great for him um, that's where i had him going the gaps yep. yeah i yep. think if they if they took him in the second round and paired him with patterson i think that that makes their offense much better immediately mm-hmm. and i can finally give up on miles gaskin Already given up on Miles Gaskin, but yeah, I have him going to Atlanta. Um, yep, I, I think that's a likely outcome. I mean, I, Atlanta, Miami, Houston, I think are probably the likeliest spots for him. And Houston has a lot of those New England tendencies, so that would be a good spot for him as well. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, any 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 extra thoughts on uh, Kenneth Walker? No, um, yeah, I think he's probably one of the first guys off the board not only in dynasty but in the nfl as well as far as running backs go um we'll we'll see he, he for me he's third but that's just because he's sort of um limited as far as uh offensive uh, schematics but mm. um if he goes somewhere like we talked about Atlanta or something like that then he'll instantly become like my number one guy but i just it's, it's more of a landing spot for me where he goes will tell me exactly where mm-hmm. I um, put him. Yeah. Sure. Well, who do you have ahead of him? The guys we're talking about, Spiller, Spiller and Hall. Yeah. yeah. Spiller and Hall. Yeah. Those Wait, are the two you, guys I, I, I have in the tier. I mean, I, I have Spiller at two and Hall at three, but yeah, I mean, Hall is Hall is extremely competent. He is just there's not really a weakness in his game, but there's not a big strength either, and that's why I like him to Montgomery because all around solid, but nothing special about him. Um, he fits everywhere. He doesn't excel anywhere. Yeah, he's. Still, you watch him, you're like, yep, that's a good running back. Like, <laughs> right. He's he's fine. He's perfectly fine. You know, yeah. solid all over. Spiller is. Uh, yeah. I would say he's the riskiest of the top three, but he's also got the best pass catching ability. So it's it's easy to see where he can provide you fantasy value pretty quickly. Um, let me see what i have his comp as just as a just as a reference Devonte Sp- freeman isaiah spiller let's see who do i yeah, have? I have spiller as freeman um I, I think you know freeman's a good pass catcher not amazing but but good um a guy who doesn't run with a lot of power but uh when you get him in the open field he's 
very dangerous, at least when Freeman was in his prime, obviously not anymore. But, um, yeah, Spiller is that type of guy. I think in turn, he'd be very good in a running back combo. Like, if if uh, Spiller went to Arizona, I think that'd be a great fit for him. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, Spiller going to – where do I have Spiller going? Oh, uh, I have him going to Miami. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because they love to Hall mix and match. Uh, I have Hall going to Buffalo. I don't think really? they'll take a running back that early. I mean, that's what their offense is really missing, as a good running back. Devin Singletary is good enough. Yeah, I agree. He's like, what, 5'7"? He's a little guy. Yeah, but he's, he's short, but he's well-built. Yeah, well, it's just the usage of... Devin Singletary necessitates using Josh Allen or... Um, Zach Moss around the goal line and but, but Josh this, Allen is I mean there isn't going you're not going to find a running back who's as good as Josh Allen at pounding the ball in at the goal line because Josh Allen's 6'5 240 no but this way you can leave Brees Hall on the field and you don't have to play this like oh let's let's get Zach Moss in here because it's the goal line you can just leave him on the field sure I mean they could also instead of spending a day two pick on Brees Hall they could sign I mean pretty much any running back with size for like one and a half million dollars james connor right they could sign james <laughs> connor to a slightly bigger contract than he got this year or they could sign uh um you know whoever whoever the daryl williams type is that's available in free agency i don't know i haven't looked at daryl williams <laughs> is he a free agent i don't i think so let me know well check. if he is then that would be perfect yeah I think he's I think he just keeps getting a series of like one year deals. Yeah, one year. One year, one point six million. So uh Buffalo I can do, throw two million at him and I, I do have one of the uh one of the player one of the running backs in this class I do have comp to Daryl Williams. Can you guess who it is? Is it the next guy? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, God, no. Pierce, Pierce is actually athletic, but he's also bad. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to see who I have a guy that reminds me of Daryl Williams. Uh, Devonte Price? No, I don't have him ranked because I think okay. he's terrible. Well, I have him comped as Tevin Coleman, so that tells you. What I think. Yeah, you hate Tevin Coleman, so no, yeah. it's Brian Robinson. Oh, okay. Brian Robinson is big, not real fast, good pass catcher. Okay, so he's he's Daryl Williams. I I I think I like I I like. Daryl Williams a lot less than you do, so that that, that makes sense. Because I was like, I think I like Brian Robinson more than you do with that comp, and I was like, no, I just like Daryl Williams a lot less than you do. <laughs> right, I think Daryl Williams is a quite solid one B, and He's fine. you're and you think Daryl Williams is completely replaceable. I call him Barrel Williams, folks. <laughs> he barrels down the field. And you shaped like a barrel, uh, root beer barrel, which yeah, I don't know if that's a that's widespread right. nickname, but that's what. Uh, a place where I post calls um, James Harden root beer barrel, <laughs> root beer barrel Williams. All right, um, all right. Let's talk about the next guy. Uh, uh, yeah, Damian Pierce. Uh, he's bad. Next. Don't I don't care for him. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's Jeff he's, Wilson. He's got good speed. Um, he's I would say in terms of explosiveness and agility, he's average. Uh, he's not very good at avoiding tackles. He kind of just bounces around at people. Mm-hmm. Um, just has no vision, blind. Um, he doesn't doesn't find the hole. Not very efficient. Um, 
he does have soft hands, pretty solid pass catcher. So um, in terms of stealing, I said Kenyon Drake. Uh, and then floor is Eno Benjamin for me. Oh, man. Yeah, I had him as – because when I was watching him – oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, he is out of Florida, 5'10", 215. Um, he loved contact, and they would often use him as, like, a lead blocker. So I'm wondering if they – in the NFL, he would have, like, a – like I said, a Jeff Wilson – when the 49ers in 2021 used Jeff Wilson, they used him as a, like a, almost a backup for Kyle Juszczyk, a right. like almost a, almost a fullback. But yeah, he loves to just run into guys, um, whether he thinks that he is Marshawn Lynch or because he didn't see them coming. I'm still not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if he's in the open field, he has a, there was one game, I forget which game it was. I don't have my detailed notes here where he had a pretty like, killer dead leg up in the field uh, in the open field i don't think he's like zach moss i think he has a little bit more no I wiggles think in a, that i think he's a different guy that's been on the bills tj yeldon tj oh. yeldon that's actually that's that's perfect just kind of like uh your rb3 who right he's a guy if he's if yeah. you have him as your third guy he's fine because if he has to get a few touches here or there he's not going to kill you but mm-hmm. he's certainly not a guy i would take before the fifth round at the yeah. earliest, if, oh, God, if even yeah. that, I would take him like like late day three is my grade on him. Yeah, I have him. I have him in the last tier. <laughs> Damian Pierce, Kevin Harris, Devontae Price, and Snoop Connor are my last four guys. Oh, God, I don't have any of those other guys ranked. I think they're all worse than Pierce. <laughs> well, Snoop Connor, I have comp to Paul Perkins. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's probably an accurate comp, but oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Damian Pierce, uh, folks, we don't like him, but here's the thing. What if Damian Pierce goes to the 49ers? Uh, yeah, then he's probably runs for 900 yards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, cause he is, when I look at him, he reminds me a lot of watching, um, Jeff Wilson for the 49ers. Um, just kind of a guy who will just kind of, he just goes straight and just barrels through guys, um, uses a little bit of wiggle and he's got, Decent speed, but like he never gets an opportunity to use it because he's always getting tackled at the second level. So I don't know. Um, I also think he can be a little dis- indecisive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I said, why did I say he rarely lose? Oh, he rarely loses to the first tackler through sheer force of will. So mm-hmm. the first, the first guy is that, or the <clears throat> he can usually make break through the first guy, but he doesn't make him miss. Uh, I got there. Um, so Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think you guys pretty much nailed it. Um, just a downhill runner kind of guy that bounces off tacklers and, um, but he's not going to be someone who's elusive, uh, or setting up, uh, defender defenders in, in the open field no. because he's not shifty or anything like that. Uh, so it's mano a mano with this guy. I comped him to Devin Singletary. Sure. Just so, you know, just same, same kind of guy that just, you know, just you're hard to hard to tackle, um, breaks tackles at the line of scrimmage, um, but he definitely um, needs to get better at different things as far as change of direction, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. We'll dance a little bit before the line of scrimmage, which is not ideal for a big guy. Um, you don't want to really be moving around too much back there because your whole idea is to get the ball and move forward and plow over people. Uh, so 
I see him as a short yardage back. Someone maybe like we were talking about, you know, and you mentioned the Buffalo Bills. I, you know, Singletary has a tough time getting into the end zone. He's he got better last year at it, but still struggles. So someone short yardage goal line kind of situation where you just want to hand the ball off and know he's going to get that extra, you know, one one yard or inch that you need uh, to win the football game. Yeah. So um, where do you think he would fit best, Mike? That's a good question. Um, I, I do like the Bills comp um, because I, I I don't like Josh Allen running as much mm-hmm. as he does, even though he's built for it. Uh, let's see. Well, just I, I'd have to scan scan through, but just any any team that has that that maybe the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, Daryl Williams is great at what he does, but. He's also old. I think he's like 29 or something. No, like that. I, I actually saw he's just 26. I thought he was like 28 or 29 too. Yeah, oh, he so 27. he's 26. Um, yeah. So he's he's younger than we all thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. I even um, like him. But yeah, somewhere in, the, in where you already have, um, he's gonna he's gonna feed off of the thunder and lightning. So you know, without just sitting here stammering over teams to think of about, but uh, just where that quick running back and then you need that power back to 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 bowl over people you'd be ideal for uh, he is kind of like he's like if somebody upgraded zach moss so i could see buffalo alexander madison yeah. uh, that's a little I, I like more of a ceiling comp but yeah i it's a better matt um madison's better yeah i, I think i think madison is is leaps and bounds better i think madison is closer to um in terms of talent level, like a top four or five guy, like he's he's like Alexander Madison if he was really bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. how's that for a comp? A bad somewhere between of a good player. the the midpoint between Alexander Madison and Zach Moss is what Damian Pierce is. He's there, a little bit, he's slightly better than Zach Moss. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, yeah, Malcolm yeah Brown. Brown's a good, perfect. Good, yeah, perfect. Just like perfectly cromulent. He's fine. You know, he'll he'll have that that Malcolm Brown role where. Wherever he ends up now, where you know, wherever he ends up drafted, the OC will go somewhere else and he'll bring him in to teach the other guys in right. three I mean, or four years. Even Florida didn't even use him. He he only had touched the ball three hundred and seventy four times uh, yeah. in in his in his days of Florida. So he's definitely just a limited dude for you know, even if he's I mean, if he's limited in college, you know he's gonna be limited in pros. So they just they did use him as a lead blocker a lot. So it he's right. he's he has He's not limited. He's limited for what we want him to do. You know, yeah, for fantasy reasons. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, fantasy yeah. reasons. Yeah. Right. No, right, he, right. he's a he's a good lead blocker, but it's yeah, it's it's um very limited skill set. Otherwise, I don't like him. Like I said, he's my running back twenty. So he's bad, folks. Uh, he's he's worse than I have him ranked lower uh, than Hassan great. Haskins, who Walker said you will hate Hassan Haskins, and he was correct. So I have him eleven. Hold on, eleven fourteen. Oh, 15, I thought you were gonna say eleventh. No, I have him 18th. Okay. This guy loves Damian Pierce. He has him 18th. That's right. Uh, yeah, I have I have 19 running backs with draftable grades. So um, the only guy I have behind him is Jerome Ford. Oh, Jerome Ford. Wow. I have Jerome Ford two spots ahead of him. So we're going to yeah, – let's argue about Jerome Ford versus Damian Pierce. Let's not. No, let's let's not argue between two guys I have comp to Malcolm Brown and Ty Johnson. 
Uh, oh, we talked about uh, Jerome Ford. That's yeah, because right, he's Ty I, Johnson. Yeah, because I've typed because I I remember it with you and Kev. I messaged you guys and I was like, "Who is fast but runs straight into guys?" And you guys were like, "Ty Johnson." I was like, "Perfect, thank you." That's Jerome Ford. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's move on to wide receivers. So, uh, Mike, you wanted to talk about two wide receivers, uh, Chris Olave and Sky Moore. Where do we want? Where do you want to start, Mike? Sky Moore or Chris Olave? I like Sky more. Let's do. Let's reach for the sky. All Woo. right, let's reach for the sky. Western Michigan, five nine, one ninety five. Um, he, uh, I have him in my third tier of wide receivers. The order is getting kind of messy with me, but uh, I have him in my third tier. I'm trying to figure out the order inside of it. But uh, uh, walk- I also have him in my third tier of receivers. All right, why don't you talk about Sky more while I try to find him in my? All right, yeah, I have, I have him as a wide receiver nine. Um, I, I think he so is high right now, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's he's quite solid. Um, great speed, very fast. Not not like four two eight type guy, but I would guess under a four four. Um, he's pretty agile. Uh, change of direction skills are pretty good. Decent enough route runner, uh, especially out of the slot. He runs some pretty solid routes. Not real explosive in terms of like being able to go up and get the ball. He's not really a guy who's gonna leap up in the air and grab it. But um, on the ground, pretty explosive. Hands are fine. You know, there's, there's. I wouldn't say it's he's a standout in terms of hands, but he's certainly they're not hurting him. Um, and he's not very strong. That would be the one drawback I would say is he's he's not not strong at all. Um, but. Uh, his ceiling is Tyler Lockett, in my opinion. He, he's very much that type of guy where he can run some good routes out of the slot, but he can also just beat you downfield. And with a teardrop type passer like a Russell Wilson, I think Moore would be a really good fit. Um, but there is the concern that he isn't, you know, if he's not strong enough and that he is, you know, just pure speed doesn't translate, I have the floor as Andy Isabella, which is just, you know guy who you can have on your roster but cardinals are it. taking a beating in these comps <laughs> you know benjamin <laughs> andy isabella you know benjamin. Yeah. i mean scotty miller would also be another one i mean just basically any small guy that isn't that good but mm-hmm. serves a role jalen darden same thing just he's there's risk there because he's small because he comes from a small school but unlike Dwayne eskridge who also came from western michigan Moore has two years of production, not just one, and he's also not a grandpa. So, yeah, he's also not already like thirty. Yeah, he's not years. twenty-five yeah. <laughs> years old. So, um, I think Moore's a good guy on day two. I have a third-round yeah. grade on him. I think that's where he'll go, and I think a team will be quite happy with him. Yeah. So, My overall comp is Darnell Mooney, by the way. Darnell Mooney. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I have. Um, I have him being a little bit. I got to rewatch him now because I didn't see him as much of a downfield guy, more of a like uh, a like. It's because Western Michigan didn't throw the ball down. Didn't do that. Okay, yeah, I saw him as more of like a quick strike guy, lots of slants and and sort of a a quick possession guy. Like you mentioned, like uh, like Scotty Miller, how people think Scotty Miller w- would have been with Tom Brady, um, but uh, I think he's great um, at the line of scrimmage. He can make anybody miss he will have trouble with you know press coverage at the nfl because he's 5'9 195 and dbs are like 6'3 205 now and um 
it's a lot of I forget who were we talking about last year where it was like, yeah, he's small. Oh, it was Rondell Moore. It's like, yeah, he's small, but it doesn't matter if you're three yards away from the closest defender because you absolutely juked him out of his shoes. Um, I don't really have a comp. On, I was having trouble getting a comp on him. I wanted to say Elijah Moore, but have certainly that type of player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not all that high on Moore, so mm-hmm. I would say that on Elijah Moore. So I would say that that's a reasonable comp. And, and by not that high in Elijah Moore, it's like, I think he's pretty good. I don't think he's any kind of star, but I think he's a number two wide receiver in the NFL, which is what I think Sky Moore is going to be. Yeah, for his, I have him, like, I I wrote down, like, his career track as, like, a depth piece wide receiver three his rookie year, and he evolves into a, a number two wide receiver. I do like what you said about Tyler Lockett, though, because that was kind of, Tyler Lockett worked his way up behind, like, Doug Baldwin and stuff to be. And Jermaine Curse. Yeah, and Jermaine Curse to be the, the number two receiver, sometimes number one receiver for mm-hmm. the Seahawks. So I do like that Tyler Lockett career arc. But, yeah, Elijah Moore. And then I had him going to Washington. Um, I think the quick strike mm. ability could really work with Washington um, that he has where he can catch a ball and go. And um, that'll work between like uh, your short area guys like your Gibsons and, and J.D. McKissicks and your Curtis Samuels and your deep guys like uh, Terry McLaurin. He could kind of work in that intermediate range as a, you know, a lot of slants, maybe ins and outs. Think, yeah, I don't I don't think they pick him a year after they picked Deami Brown. I forgot about Deami. <laughs> Maybe she's not very good. Um, yeah, I, I, you're right. I, 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 I completely say, forgot about Deami Brown. I would say Philly would be a good spot for him to end up. Philly, I, I like him for the Colts. He can do well. He he would be good for the Colts too. It, Sky Moore in the Paris Campbell role would be really good. Um, Sky Moore in the Jalen Rager role would be good. So basically, any team that has a like slight fast guy who's bad, put Sky Moore in that role, and your offense gets better. I'm changing it to Philly because I, I honestly completely thought, forgot De'Ami Brown existed. You're well, right, he's not Philly. good, but they're going to probably try to get something out of him for one more yeah. year. The uh, like like Jalen Rager. Yeah. The, the Eagles were like, please do something. Nope. Um, yeah, I'm just updating my notes here so that I can change. Uh... I can see Sky Moore being like a KJ Osborne type, too, where he's just like a really solid slot guy and goes deep sometimes, runs underneath sometimes and just you know does a really good job as a wide receiver three so yeah and is ultimately a depth guy because that's like we we talked a lot about kj osborne this year but ideally he's a depth guy for kj osborne is a is good to have as your wide receiver three and you wouldn't want to have him as more than that whereas more i think has a higher ceiling than that and that's why i haven't comped as mooney who i think is a wide receiver too Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I, I think that's what you're going to get out of him. I don't think that Moore is a consistent wide receiver one in the NFL, but I also think he's better than just a guy. So definitely speaking, a day a day two. Speaking of Darnell Mooney and wide receiver two, is this going to be a trend? Are the the Bears going to take Garrett Wilson? Because well, we keep seeing wide receivers getting paired with their college quarterback. I mean, I don't think the Bears have the the capital to do that. Because they, they don't have oh, their they first traded. round, they don't have they their first round their picks first this pick. year because of because of Fields. Yeah, that's true. I I completely forgot they traded. I mean, them. they could take Olave, I guess. Yeah, I was but... gonna say they, they'll probably end up with Olave. And oof. all right, let's talk. Finish, um, Mike. You want to talk about uh, Sky Moore, and then we'll talk about Chris Olave, who I made that noise about. Um. Yeah. I, uh, Sky Moore with uh, 
sort of walk what we're saying. He only had seven drops um, in his career, so he catches pretty much everything. I I like him like a Desmond Ritter kind of guy. He's just fearless, man. Someone his size, and he just well, he's saying how Desmond Ritter is like oh the attitude, right? Yeah, yeah, the attitude attitude. exactly. Just he'll go over the middle. He'll take (laughs) my comp for him is a quarterback in this class. A quarterback, (laughs) (laughs) he can catch and throw at the same time. We're going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, takes a hit, uh, and he's just he's just really tough, tough dude. He could track the ball over both his shoulders. So, I, I mean, again, I like him for the Colts just because Colts need a slot guy, especially if they don't um, re-sign T.Y. Hilton. And then you'll have Campbell on T.Y. one side. Ceiling and, comps for him, too. And then, um, yeah, and then, uh, which we'll call it, um, Campbell and Pittman on, on the wings and Sky Moore in the middle. And I think that would be pretty pretty awesome. We'll see what happens. But, um I think Sky Moore probably the Colts are probably not go wide receiver in the second round, which is where Moore will go or third round, early third round. Yeah, I think I think he's a he's a day two guy. That's definitely he's going to be in that run of like we're going to get like five or six wide receivers that go within 20 picks of each other mm-hmm. at the end of the second, the beginning of the third. And he'll, he'll definitely be in that run. Yep. Um, but like we saw last year uh, with. 2-2 Atwell and D. Eskridge, he could end up slipping a little bit because other... Oh, yeah, there's going to... Because guys like Calvin Austin are going to go in the second round who absolutely should not because they're really fast. Like, right. Bo Melton might go on day two. Uh, um, Reggie Roberson might go on day two. Uh, Jareth Stearns might go on day two. <laughs> Reggie Robertson... Reg, Reggie Roberson, my comp is John Ross, and my fit is who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, he run downfield fast. That's yeah, that's all he does. Mm-hmm. I, but I mean, that's that's something that might happen because that's basically what Tutu Atwell did, and he was the second round pick last year. So yeah, that's why I'm saying like you know Calvin Austin and Jareth Stearns are both pretty productive small guys who are really fast. I don't know. It's, some teams gonna yeah, some teams gonna stupidly fall in love with them and go, this will be our field stretcher and unlock everything. Yeah. Kind of like how Carson Strong is going to get overdrafted because he's big and stands in the pocket, and some coaches could be like, "I can, I can, I can make this guy a star." Yeah, they're going to be like, "Oh, it's going to be the same concept as like we really like Brock Osweiler." Yeah, <laughs> tall, throws big. The Bossweiler. <laughs> imagine, imagine if the Broncos don't take Justin Fields last year and take Carson they take, Strong. They say Carson Strong. <laughs> I would, I would laugh very hard. <laughs> Even back then, Houston was making stupid decisions. What did they sign Oxweiler to, like, a five-year, like, $150 million? I think it was, like, four Yeah, four years, like, almost $80 yeah. million dollars for Brock Osweiler. Denver loves big, dumb guys. Paxton Lynch. Yep. Uh, Joe Flacco. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go. Let's talk Paxton about Chris Lynch, Olave. XFL. Yeah, let's I talk think. about Chris Olave, who— Another uh, guy I think will go—will is a day-two guy. Um, I— I have Olave as my wide receiver eight. So him and Moore are pretty interchangeable for me. Um, these these two guys are right next to each other. Uh, Olave is average to good at everything. Um, he doesn't excel really at anything, but he's got good speed and agility, decent enough explosiveness. Uh, he runs a pretty good route. He's got okay hands. He's had a couple drop issues here or there, but it's not a big problem in my opinion. Solid strength. Um, I don't think he gets pushed off, you know, a whole lot. 
Um, but yeah, he's just, it's not, he's not super interesting because Mm-mm. it seems like a very easy projection for him to just be a wide receiver too in the NFL. My comp for him is Christian Kirk and, um, my ceiling is Robert Woods and my floor is Cedric Wilson. So like my ceiling is friends. Yeah, wide Wilson's re- a pretty high floor. Yeah. Yeah. I think he does have a high floor. I just, yeah. his ceiling is like fringe wide receiver one and his floor is good wide receiver three. Like it's. This is what he's going to be. He's not. He's certainly not bad, but he's not great. He's just above average to good. Yeah, I think so. I think Chris Olave. We we've talked about Chris Olave before, Walker. I think the worst thing that happened to him is uh, uh, sharing a football field with uh, Garrett Wilson. Because no, they, the worst thing that happened to him was sharing a football field with Jackson Smith and Jigba, because JSN came on huge this yeah. year and really took the shine off of Olave because. Olave's never been the best receiver on his college team. Not once no. in his career has he been the best receiver on his college team. And while that's not necessarily a death sentence, I mean, you know, Jalen Waddle probably wasn't ever the best receiver on his college team or Devontae but, Smith, depending on which one you like. But that this this Ohio State receiver room, while good, wasn't that good. Exactly. It's, 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 we're, we're not talking the same caliber of, of receiver room here. Right. But. I mean, and Ohio State proved, you know, like they had two guys who were better than him. And they played, they didn't play Jamison Williams over him. And then they, and Jamison Williams transferred to Alabama and did way better than Olave did. So mm-hmm. I, uh, and I don't even like Williams that much compared to his stock, but I have him as a tier two guy, whereas I have Olave as a tier three guy. So. Uh, yeah, they're, that I have the same tier two, tier three, and and real quick aside on Jamison Williams, don't listen to people talking about how he's the best wide receiver in this class. That's garbage. Get it out of here. I saw that on Twitter today. There are two guys that you can have as the best receiver in this class: Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks. If you have that either is of those, correct. If you have either of those two guys as your number one receiver, I'm chilling. If you have yeah. anybody else, I'm questioning. I sleep. <laughs> yeah, I sleep. Uh, but yeah, I. Uh, I, I just I think Alave is a guy that a team will draft in the second or third round and he'll be a good wide receiver too and that's it. Yep. This time next year, this is what so Chris Olave, um he's best against zone. Um he yep. has he does this really weird thing in man coverage where it looks like he's setting up like a comeback or a, a day like something, but he never does it. He just kind of runs at the defender's chest and hopes that he gets out of the way or that he can run past him. So I think yeah. that's a problem. And I think that speaks to, like you were saying, like he's best suited as a wide receiver too in the NFL. Um, I, I would hate him if a team took him as their wide receiver one. Um, I don't because, think that'll happen though. I mean, I, yeah. I, cause he won't, in my opinion, I don't, I think he'll go higher than I, than you and I have him ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he'll go as like a top four receiver. Like I, I think he'll be like end of the first, early second is where he'll go. And end of the first. Oh yeah. He'll, he'll, I, I would be shocked if he was there past like the middle of the second round, but he's, you know, it, like if the lions took him at 34, I'd be like, fine. I mean, he'll be, he'll, he'll do fine. It's, you know, he, he's just, He's a wide receiver, too. And I, you know, I guess I don't really have anything else to say about him. I had him with the Raiders taking him with their second pick at, 50, that. at 53. That's yeah, I, I suppose that's a little later than I would expect. But, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I did a mock uh, yesterday with my dad and he mm-hmm. went 33 to the Jaguars, which I thought was pretty realistic. That's not bad. I, I mean, the the the. 
I think that's high for him, but I also think that the destination is fine. That's I think the stock that's where his stock is though. I, I think early second is the likeliest outcome. Now I don't think that he would go to the Lions, and I really don't think he'd go to the Jaguars either. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jaguars are looking for more of an X, like a George Pickens type, and the uh, Lions are looking for a downfield threat, like a Jahan Dotson type. So um, I personally think that's what's going to happen. I think Dotson's going to go to Lions at 34, but um, yeah, I, I think that Olave will go in that like 35 to 45 range. Yeah, I, I yeah, I just have him going slightly outside of that. So mm. um, can't can't disagree too much, but um, definitely I'm, you know, not as a high on Olave as a lot of people are saying. He's like you said, he's fine, like a Christian Kirk type or mm-hmm. I said Darius Slayton, which you, I know you disagreed with. Um, but like 6'1", 189. Well, that's just because I don't think Slayton's very good. I know. I mean, and, like, and, I and I don't think Chris Olave is very good. <laughs> sure, but like I think I think Darius Slayton's a wide receiver four in the NFL, and Ooh, I think Olave is okay. better than that. Okay, you hate Darius Slayton, then I just don't think he's very good. Like sure. a wide receiver four, that's given you know the general idea about Slayton. I just yeah, I I I think he's better than that. I think he's a low middling two to high end three. No, no. Yeah. Mid mid tier wide receiver three is as high as I could possibly go with Slayton. All right. Like I'd rather have Josh Reynolds on my team than Darius Slayton. Depends on who the other two receivers are. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Mike. What do you think about Chris Olive? Yeah, Chris Olive. I, I'm I'm much higher on him than you guys. Um, oh, interesting. Go. I I think he's top five wide receiver. Um, Wrong. <laughs> I just L love his route. Plus running. ratio. L plus <laughs> ratio. Um, I, I like Chris L. Ave. L. Chris L. Love. Let me talk. He gets off the line really quick. Great balance uh, when he's making his cuts, his 45 to 90 degree cuts, uh, blows by defenders. Uh, just. Everything that he, I think he just does really, really well uh, demonstrates high IQ when finding soft spots in the zone. He, he, to me, he's just a wide receiver you want on your team just because of how great his route running is and his speed and his intelligence and all those combination factors. So that's why I have him much higher than than you guys. But he, he still needs some work. He, he, he has great bursts and explosion, but it's like okay. Once you have the ball in your hand, then it's like he slows down. It's like I, I don't. It's it's very much an interesting um, um, perspective because if you watch him go off the line of scrimmage and watch him do his his angle cuts and those kind of things, he's very crisp, very fast at doing them. Always blows by defenders, but then he gets the ball in his hand and and then that yards after catch isn't um, comparable to what he's demonstrates running his, the stems and. Those kind of things. So I don't know what that's about. It's very weird to me. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's top five wide receiver off the board. All right. Um, I would say I, um, I would have him higher for fantasy than I would in terms of my rankings because I think he'll go higher than a couple of the guys I have ranked ahead of him. Like, I mean, hold on here for a second. I have – well, I guess maybe not. I mean, I guess he might go ahead of – He'll probably go ahead of Jahan Dotson and David Bell, but I have those guys both as pretty clearly better players. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I love David Bell. So I understand yeah. I'm very, very high on him, but um, I have Bell comped as Anquan Bolden. I mean, I, I, I love David Bell. He's I have him a, as Keenan Allen. I love him he, as well. He's my tier one. Yeah. He, he's in my tier one with Wilson and Burks. He's number three of those guys, but he is there. And then I have Dotson as my number four, but um, yeah, I, I would have Olave as a, Year one, I wouldn't expect him to have a big fantasy impact. Maybe a guy you take with like one of your last couple picks in redraft to on a flyer to see if it works out. Um, but yeah, I think it depends on where he goes. I, I, he's he's solid, and, and I understand where Mike's coming from. I, I I do I I get the the reasons that Mike you're high on him make sense, mm-hmm. and it's that's just more the ceiling type comp. Like, I feel like you're, you're looking at him as a Robert Woods type guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, right. Robert Woods, right. uh, Will Fuller, healthy Will Fuller kind of guy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, what? I, I think, Will, I think Will Fuller's a little faster, but probably. What? Wait, probably. hold on. Time out. What is a healthy Will? F- okay. Oh, I'm, okay, done. Okay. I'm, I'm done with the bit. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. You should steal my bits more often, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, as far on. as a dynasty guy, it, it, I think it all depends on where. I mean, if he drops, like if you guys are right about him and he drops, then that will definitely skew his his ADP farther down to probably like a third rounder where like Sky Moore is right now. Um, but if if he is drafted where a lot of the draft mocks are going, then he's he's first round. Late first round, early second round kind of guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, all right. What do you think on Dynasty for the? the, Was that your whole Dynasty spiel? Yeah. Yeah. As I was asking, I was like, that's what he was just talking about, but I wanted to make sure. Um, Yeah. I think Olave is the type of guy where I think draft position or draft stock will kind of tell us the story. Yes. Of of what he's going to do because I definitely think he's the type of guy. There's that like day two, day three divide in fantasy relevance that Amon Ross St. Brown kind of um, was the 2% that comes through um, his rookie year. And I think yeah, that'll and make... like Olave is definitely not going to fall to day three. Like that's not. Yeah. Happening, no. But... no, but what I'm saying is there's also the uh, uh, round two, round three and round one versus round two. If it's, right. if, if it's if he really goes, spent on Olave, then, then if Olave goes like 33rd to the Jaguars, his value will be significantly lower in Dynasty than if he goes like uh, 30 to the Chiefs or 29 yes. to the Chiefs or whatever. God bless it. Don't send him to the Chiefs. I don't want to deal with that. Well, it would be perfect. It would make a lot of sense. You guys would be definitely right because you'll just be wasted there. It'll yeah. be another McCole Hardman, DeMarcus. That's what Thompson. I was going to say. They don't throw yeah, the guys he'll, he'll, he'll take, Hill, Byron, he'll take Byron Pringle's role and just be good at it, but he won't be that fantasy relevant. Yeah. Right, <laughs> be, exactly. If he goes to Kansas City, we're going to get sleeper pieces on him where they talk about, like, um, this is the guy to break the KC stuff. curse. Yeah. And it's like, no, it isn't. Yeah. This is, not how it, this is not got, what Andy Reid does. Yeah. He got 63 targets this year and, and on a per target basis, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Um, oh, cool. He's the Robert Tunyon of receivers. <laughs> he is, uh, who is the tweet? Oh, Rondell Moore. The tweet <laughs> I said last night. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous tweet. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys ready to talk tight ends? Let's do it. All right. We'll Always start. Always been an ass man myself. Folks, uh, let's start with Jalen Weidermeyer, uh, Texas A&M, 6'5", 255. Um, I 
hate Jalen Weidermeyer. I have him as my tight end too, tier one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's, 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 let's be clear here. Um, there's a kind of a clear number one in this class, I think. And I think it's Trey McBride, but Jalen Weidermeyer is, I mean, he's not bad. He's good. No, I, I don't like, have, I, I like Weidermeyer. I, I think he's a bit of a projection mm-hmm. um, because Texas A&M didn't really do a lot with him. Um, my uh, my comp for him is um, like a Mike Gesicki or Dawson Knox, where he's really, really athletic. He looks like he's got the ability to be a good pass catcher, but you're not really sure because he just didn't really get asked to do it. Um, I, I, I like the Knox comp where he certainly, you know, he could end up not really doing anything in the NFL or mm-hmm. he could end up being very, very good. And being a matchup problem with his with his athleticism, I think he's got great speed and elite explosiveness for the position. Um, and then he's really average across the board elsewhere. Uh, but there's certainly room for improvement there. Um, if he hits a ceiling, I think he's a Darren Waller type player, um, probably a top five tight end on a yearly basis. Um, but his floor, in my opinion, is more in the OJ Howard range, where it's like just unrealized potential. Um, He's just kind of there most of the time. Maybe like a Jared Cook before he got good late in his career. If you um, want to talk a guy that everybody want that has untapped potential that everybody hopes can be a top five tight end, um, I said Dallas Goddard. He's the exact same size as Dallas Goddard. He's a little bit faster than Goddard, but right. Um, but that whole I, like he yeah he just destroy. He's such a mismatch against linebackers because he just he obliterates yeah. them. Yeah, that is a really good comp, actually. I think I am going to switch to that. That's to, that's to better Goddard, than, yeah. Es- especially yeah, with the yeah. Because then I can use Knox as my Ruckert comp, which I think is better. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's see, Ruckert. Who do I have for Ruckert? I have. Um, Kisicki, and, I think. and for everybody, we will be doing a full uh, breakdown. No, I have uh, Firemouth. Firemouth. Oh, I have Firemouth is McBride. Oh, McBride. Uh, I have Mark Andrews. Oof, yeah, I, I think Fryermuth's going to be really good like that. So, but yeah, yeah McBride. I mean, that that's splitting hairs. Yeah, that's yeah. Like Mc... Being like, no, he's not. He's not uh, Dalton Schultz. He's uh, uh, I don't know who else is Dalton. Schultz. Mike Kosicki. Yeah, same. I mean, yeah. I do have Charlie Kohler as Dalton Schultz, but like Dalton Schultz, if he never broke out, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, uh, I actually weirdly kind of like this tight end class. I think there's a lot of depth guys who are solid, but. Yeah, I like Weidermeyer as uh, as tight end too. Um, mm-hmm. Goddard is a really good comp. He's he's an athletic marvel. Um, he's certainly not a bad blocker. Uh, he was used quite a bit in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call him great. He's got technique issues sometimes, but he he puts his body out there. He's not afraid of contact. Uh, and yeah, when they give him chances in the open field, I think he's certainly a mismatch issue. Uh, I, I don't see him being completely unproductive in the NFL, but he's not necessarily a guy that's going to stuff the statue all the time. I think David and Joku is also a fine cop for him. Yeah, the I'm, I'm rereading my notes. If there to break away from the the love fest, if there's one thing that kind of bugged me about Weidermeyer is if they have him in line and have him as like a six blocker on a passing play, he does tend to get bowled over a little bit. But if a team just does a a Mike Asiki and go, okay, you can't block, just or you can't block well, in the passing game, he's a good right. he, he's a good run blocker. I love yeah, watching he, him as a run blocker, but as a pass blocker, he, yeah, he get he gets his butt in the way, but yeah. like his 
his footwork in terms of blocking yeah, is lost. not there. Yeah. Like, he just kind of like gets himself stuck and mm-hmm. then he doesn't have the leverage. He yeah, needs to be more aggressive too. That's a big yeah. problem with Meyer. He, he, he just need to go get some tenacity out of him and, and mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. I like him in the run blocking, but it's almost like he looks at run blocking as like, he's like, this is a route that I'm running. And so he just <laughs> runs that route. And then that's why he has so much trouble in pass blocking because he doesn't have the instincts. So he gets absolutely bold blow blah, blah. easy for me to say he gets absolutely bowled over um, a lot of the time because he gets lost on like trying to pick up like blitzers or if there's like a stunt. I mean, it's game over for him. So it's it that that's that's the one thing. But that doesn't matter for fantasy. And and I think um, Walker, you said you really like this class. I do, too. The comps in this class are in like four years. It's going to be like every like tight end five through 15 is I wouldn't be surprised if eight of those guys came out of this class. Yeah. Cause there's some lower level. There, there's some guys lower in this class that, that we won't talk about in depth today, but I mean, guys that I like are, I mean, I like Chigozie Maconquo from Maryland quite a bit. Um, I like Cole Turner from Nevada. Cole Turner is um, getting some, some uh, he's going up, uh, moving up the, the boards there. Cole Turner. I yeah. don't mind. I don't mind Craig Dulcich. Um, and he's moving up too. And a guy I really like. He's not necessarily a tight end, but just as a football player, I love Connor Hayward. <laughs> we talked about Connor Hayward. Yeah, I have him as Kyle, my my comp for him is Kyle Uzcheck. He's just yeah, he's a little smart plug guy. A little he's a great he's a guy. Great blocker, good receiver. Uh, can run the ball here or there because he played running back for a while at state. He's mm. and he's tenacious. I mean, the, the thing that we've been talking about with a lot of these guys, Connor Hayward loves to hit people. Yeah. I think I think Connor Hayward, as an aside, he's going to he's going to be um, probably a jet would be my guess. Robert Saul. Yeah, when you're, a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> I think no, I, sure. I, I, I believe I strongly believe he'll be a lion because the lions have a have this uh, super back role okay. where they use their fullback as their number three tight end as, at the same time, basically. And currently our guy for that is Jason Cabinda, who is uh I like Jason Cabinda a lot. He's a great dude, and he works his butt off, but he's a linebacker converted to fullback, so oh, it's okay. not exactly his role. I'd rather him only be a fullback and do special team stuff and then have Hayward do the super back stuff. So I think it's like a sixth rounder. He'd be perfect for that. But, yeah, uh, getting back to Weidermeyer, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think I'm going to probably settle on Njoku, actually. I'll let you have the Goddard comp, but um, – yeah, I think that Weidermeyer, again, he's a guy that I don't really see him being a 75 catch for a thousand yard type guy, but um, I could easily see him having multiple seasons where he has like 750 yards and six, seven touchdowns. And uh, I can see him becoming a good blocker as well. Uh, I, I've, mm-hmm. I, I like, I like his tools, certainly. Mm-hmm. And my dog, if I don't know if the mic picked that up, but she yeah. she screamed at me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, any additional thoughts on uh, Jalen Weidermeyer? I think he's going to be a very good red zone um, option yeah. for teams. He's, uh, you know, especially in those corner corner routes. Uh, he, he really does a, a good job there. Uh, he's a good stem route runner. But whenever he's trying to break off those routes, he he doesn't have 
the great uh, balance to sort of if he's running an in route when you're cutting that 90 degree angle, he needs to be a little, I think, a little bit better at that. Um, and then he doesn't most of the time or 99 percent of the time when you're when you are running those ins and outs, you need to flip your head at the quarterback. And he, he sort of doesn't do that either. So he's much better at gaining separation running the stems than he is actual when trying to gain separation, um, breaking, breaking the stem. So if he can get better at breaking the stem, then I I like him more doing intermediate routes than catching a ball. Um, but until he does that, then to me, he's more like a Kyle Rudolph where he's going to catch some touchdowns, um, and be much more effective. Younger was decently athletic. So yeah. 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 That kind of thing. Um, be more effective down in the red zone because he's a pretty good blocker and because he, he can use his height and, and catch sort of those corner routes. Um, but yeah, his, his breaking the stem is, is what he needs to focus on. Okay. All righty. Walker, are you ready to talk your, your bleep? My stuff. Yes. I, stuff. I love this guy. Okay. <laughs> All so right. we're talking Isaiah likely now. And uh, hold on, hold on. Isaiah likely coastal Carolina. Not everybody knows these guys. So coastal Carolina, six, four, two forty is what we're working with here. So, all right, talk your, talk your uh, stuff. Okay. Um, the one issue that people legitimately could have with Isaiah Likely is that he doesn't play real big. Um, he's not like a, you know, he's not a great leaper. He's not a guy who is, um, he's, he's just, he's not really a jump ball type guy. Mm-hmm. But he is explosive with the ball in his hands. He is fast. He is uh, he can go downfield and just beat linebackers. Like you can't cover this guy with a linebacker. You simply can't do it. No. Um, if he learns how to run routes and use his body a little bit better, like this guy could be elite in my opinion. I, I have his ceiling comp as, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but Antonio Gates. Um, okay. That type of player. I mean, just athletic Marvel who has good, not great size. And if he truly learns how to play football, um, can be an elite level player for many seasons. Um, but there is some risk involved. He did play at a small school. He didn't run a particularly uh, sophisticated route tree. Coastal Carolina didn't have him do a lot of those things. Um, what you can say is that they ran the spread option. So likely got a lot of reps as a run blocker. And uh, he's certainly, uh, again, He's tenacious. He's not afraid of contact at all. Um, he's strong, good hands. But uh, if if it if his testing isn't as good as I think, and he doesn't translate as a route runner, I could see him being an Irv Smith type, where he's like a one B tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think his range of outcomes is a little bit wider than the other top tight ends in this class. But I think his ceiling is just as high as McBride's. It's just that the floor is much lower. Um, like with McBride, his ceiling is best tight end in the league, and his floor is uh, like ninth best tight end in the league. Whereas, likely ceiling is top three tight end in the league, and his floor is barely a starter. So, yeah, I, I really, really, really like likely. And honestly, I think I, I probably lied on Widermeyer. I'd probably have likely just barely ahead of him. Um, okay. I love this guy. Um, I just think that he pops off the screen. I mean, and, and Jeff can attest to that. He yeah. said, because Jeff was watching Jivon Hiley, who I don't like. And 
I just wanted to watch Likely. Ray instead. couldn't stop watching Likely. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does. He really pops off the screen. Yeah. Um, my working count for him, although um, he is taller, is Delaney Walker. Um, okay. Likely That's... was likely was used as an H back sometimes at Coastal. Mm-hmm. He's a better blocker than he gets credit for. He doesn't really play above the rim, but he does everything else really well. Um, uses his uses his body. He's more athletic than than you know. He's going to surprise you with his speed down the field. Um, and Delaney was a top ten tight end in the league for many years. So yeah. I I really like uh, I really I really likely Isaiah nailed like- it, landed it. Um, Mike, you want to go? I, I I realize that I've been taking the number two spot each time instead of rotating. So you want to you want to talk about likely a little bit? Sure. Um, yeah, I think what Walker said is, is pretty right on. Um, I, I think if we're looking at comparisons, sort of like with a Weidemeyer and likely, I think what likely does better is breaking off the stem. I mean, he'll sink his hips, which is kind of hard to do when you're six, four, um, and whatever to whatever he is, um, Hold on, bigger dude. Hold on real quick. I forgot to mention, you guys know he's a converted wide receiver, so that's probably why. Oh, I did not know that. I yeah. honestly didn't know that. Yeah, so he's a convert. I forgot to mention that when I did the the thing. He's a converted wide receiver, which is why he has so many. Like he can sink his hips, Mike. Oh, well that that makes all the sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he does. He, he which which is very important when you're breaking the stem because you're turning your body to a 45 90 degree angle, and you don't want to lose too much speed, and you don't want to lose momentum making those turns. So. Then when you sink your hips, that's what you're allowing your body to do is keep the momentum and not losing too much speed. Uh, so, it, yeah, he can he can do he's he's very good at running the stem, just like Weidemeyer, but better at breaking them. I, I think Weidemeyer is a better blocker, but likely is also very good, too. And he needs to finish it. Weidemeyer will probably finish more of the blocks where likely sort of just engages but once sort of the play starts to get away he'll start to you know just like lay off a little bit which you gotta you gotta play through the whistle Mm -hmm. once you're engaged and that's something that's easily fixed and and taught so i don't have a problem with that he just needs to to do that more um convert it sounds like a converted wide receiver right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) a guy who's not used to putting people into the ground right right exactly Um, he, he'll have some focus, uh, lapses when going over the middle, but he's, he's tough, um, and tenacious. So again, he just needs to develop more concentration. Well, kind of like a wide receiver concentration drops. Uh, but yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. I, I have him right now as in my tight end five, but I think he can very well move up the board. Um, a lot of that just is because he played at coastal Carolina, which, I put some stock to you, but I also don't want to adhere to it because we've seen far many, too many tight ends come out of these weird colleges anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's just something there, but it, it's also not there as well. Yeah. So I have likely four. Um, I have them in tier two with Cole Turner and Greg Dulcich. Um, Mike, uh, how would you feel about him on the Indianapolis Colts? Yes, absolutely. Would That's love. where I, I would mean, like him to go. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Doyle's too old. Uh, mm-hmm. Moali Cox is definitely, you know, one one kind of dude, just goal goal line, red zone kind of guy. 
he's a tight end plotter. It's the only way I can think about Moali Cox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he, he caught one ball. Uh, I can't remember who it was against. And he had the entire field to himself and he gained like 30 yards and (laughs) anybody else with just a bit more speed would have took it to the house. Sounds like Big Mac. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I likely would be awesome. I mean, he, I think like Jack Doyle kind of, kind of mold when I'm Mm -hmm. looking at Isaiah likely. Yeah. So uh, Walker, you mentioned earlier, uh, I, I paint a picture with my, my, uh, my descriptions of players. I comped Isaiah likely to be what we wished Evan Ingram would be after his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I really think likely is going to be a, a dangerous weapon. And yeah. I, I think that if somebody, you know, what, what if Noah Fant got used the way he should get used? Yes. Yes. What, what if Evan Ingram pulled his head out of his ass? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has yeah. all the athletic talent in the world. Like he's six four two forty, and, um, he plays like a wide receiver, which is exactly what in our game, that's what we want. Yeah. So I, I truly don't see a scenario where like I, I have his floor is lower because there are there's competition level questions mm-hmm. and he well, didn't have to run a ton of routes at Coastal and that. But personally, I don't see a scenario where he's not a starting tight end at the NFL. I, I, I think he's a very good player. Yeah. And he, there could be some transition issues like we've seen from Troutman. Um, where Troutman got hurt though. So that wasn't true. Really- and Troutman had way bigger competition issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dude played in Northern Michigan and then at Dayton. Yeah. Uh, that's Troutman's not good. Film was, yeah. Tra- Tra- Troutman's film. I was like, does this school have the, the, um, uh, track ring around the football field? Was- <laughs> His high school sure did. I've been to Elk Rapids high school. That is, uh, not a big place. Yeah. Well, his college tape, I was like, this looks like a high school field. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think his transition will be as rough as Troutman's, but I definitely think that this is a guy that you want to get in Dynasty because even if he struggles year one, he is so good Taxi that squad. he he could he could be one of those guys that year two it's it's just an easy breakout for him. So I can um, see him having a Brevin Jordan type rookie season too, where he uh he kind of scuffles a little early, mm-hmm. gets a little bit buried on the depth chart, and then figures it out in practice and yeah. kind of has a mini breakout the last like month of the year. And like I'm fairly excited about Brevin Jordan coming into this season. I think he's a yeah. he's a good tight end too. You know, because of Davis Mills, of course. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> golden golden arm yep. leaning into the camera like Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I. I think I wrote about Brevin Jordan as one of my sleepers for this year. I can't remember because my tight end sleepers, I don't think have come out yet, but yeah, I like Brevin Jordan. I think Isaiah likely could be on that path. But one thing we have to remind people too, is in redraft, like it was unusual for both Kyle Pitts and Pat Fryermuth to be relevant last year. Yeah. Right. Like I think, I think Trey McBride will be a, a guy who gets some tight end one week, certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I wouldn't expect any of these tight ends to be particularly relevant year one beyond streaming here or there yeah um year two is when you're going to really start to see the fruits of your investment yeah so these are yeah a lot of dynasty guys and in redraft which were primarily redraft we'll go ahead and revisit and um oh that's right he got he got beat out because zach Ertz is tight end 18 i'm like what are we doing here so he got bounced off of the list but uh brevin jordan did but yeah i we all really like isaiah likely um we all have mm-hmm. him top five and and Real quick, we'll again, we're going to have 
each each position is going to get its own um right episode uh well kind of we're gonna we're gonna have deeper dives but i do like walker what you said about this this um this tight end class where it's it's a lot of just like competent guys like just looking mm-hmm. at the comps it's like mark andrews dallas goddard uh hunter henry uh unfortunately yes. jake ferguson gets big bob tunyon mike Gesicki, uh pat fryermuth delaney jake, walker right like i have four i have 10 tight ends with draftable grades yeah T- tier one is mcbride Tier two is likely Weidermeyer Ruckert. Uh, tier three is Kohler, Oconquo, Turner, and Hayward. And tier four is Dulcich and Otten. And all of those guys I would draft like fifth round or higher, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I have, you know, some of my comps are, you know, Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, Johnu Smith, CJ Uzoma, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Hooper, Tyler Higby. So it's like, yeah, a bunch of guys who are like, Back end starting tight ends or solid tight end twos. Who do you have for CJ Uzoma? Cole Turner. Oh, Cole Turner. Okay. I was just curious. Um, yeah, this is this is a decent class, and I was going to ask you guys. I'm going to pose this question to both you guys, and then we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. Given what we've what what our comps are for these tight ends, and given what we said about the pros and cons of these guys, and given what the NFL is asking of them at the next level, are we going to are we reaching a, a point, at least with this draft class, or maybe this era coming up, where the rookie tight end is not a big problem for fantasy anymore? Where they can do this transition into the NFL because the NFL isn't asking him, them to do so much? Uh, to a point, I would say it's still going to be limited to the really good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I certainly don't think you'll see effective redshirt years anymore um i think that i think that a guy like jeremy ruckert will see some production like like what you saw out of tommy tremble this year is a good uh a good blueprint because mm-hmm. tremble is a guy who didn't do pass catching in college he simply just that's not what he did but the panthers got him involved and uh, especially when joe brady was still there they got him involved in creative ways and i i think that it's going to be more we drafted this guy to get him on the field. We're going to get him on the field and let him do what he's good at for now. And then we'll teach him in the off season of year one, the things that we want him to get better at. Mike left. Oh, Mike's gone. He's out of here. Mike, Mike's had enough. I mean, maybe he accidentally did it. That's what I did last <laughs> time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, I think that's what more, what it's going to be is year one will be instead of a retro year. It'll just be, this is what you do well, do that. And yeah. then year two will be, okay, we're going to open it up. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, you know, uh, a lot of the, I, I hate collegeification of the NFL. Like they're like, mm-hmm. what do our guys do well, even if it's not a traditional thing, like the wide back, you know, um, and, and just kind of playing to guys' strengths instead of saying, you know, Here's the round hole in my uh, in my offense. You know, let's, let's stick this. Let's for, fork or force this square peg in. Exactly. They're saying, all right, we've got these squ- this square peg. We got this star peg. Let's make this work. Um, so uh, I, I'm stalling because I'm trying to figure out if Mike's coming back, but uh, who knows? Um, so I don't want to end the episode without Mike, but we have nothing. <laughs> I put a I I, I t- sent in the chat. I asked him if he's okay, but 
Yeah. He didn't sure. respond. I don't know. Maybe he just had to go to the bathroom or something. His internet came up or what. cut out too. That's true. Yeah. yeah I've so, certainly had that issue. Yep. So, uh, all right. Well, we, we lost the whole episode because I lost internet. Remember we had to cancel an episode because <laughs> my internet went down? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, uh, I don't know if Mike's coming back. So, for Mike. Oh, there he oh, is. He's oh, he's here. He's here. Oh, Sorry about that. The man made it back. You're good. My, my wife was home today and she called my name and I'm like, whenever she uses my full name, Michael, Uh-oh. oh, snap. So, um, Mike, Mike's in trouble. Yeah. I thought, I thought you said my wife's home. So, uh, she used up all the internet shopping. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women be shopping. <laughs> well, we were doing the outro, Mike. So, uh, th- thanks for coming back for that. <laughs> Always here for you guys. That's right. Anything else you wanted to talk about with these tight ends before we get out of here? No, I I, th- I think we're seeing sort of we'll see this what happens this year, but I, I think what Walker was saying is correct. And then also what was a big problem that's sort of not a big problem nowadays too is running backs blocking. You know, it yeah, used, it used to be where that running back couldn't block, then he wasn't going to see the field. But we've seen with Alvin Kamara and other running backs now getting much much more um, playing time, even if they can or can't block and. I think the tight ends are the same way. It's it was you have to have two two things. You have to catch and you have to block. Well, now they're they're saying, okay, well, we're going to designate you like Mike Kosicki, um, for example. You're the receiving tight end, and then we'll have an inline tight end. So I, I think we'll see more more players being more productive, more tight ends being more productive because them alone it don't have to do two jobs. They'll just do one. And then if they can, like a Weidemeyer or whatever then they will. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think um, we're going to see more production at tight ends, not top-level tight end tier production, but may- maybe a, a dark throw in a-, in a redraft league. Yeah, I mean, that's all That's all pretty fair. I can't, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Walker, what do you think? I, yeah, I mean, I, I just like the class. I mean, I think that, McBride's certainly a, a guy that can have production year one, a lot like Pat Fryermuth did, like a back-end tight end one to high-end tight end two, especially dependent on where he lands. Um, these other guys are, yeah, they're, they could be streamers, but I wouldn't expect serious production year one. But certainly in Dynasty, I mean, Wadermeyer, likely, Rucker, uh, those three guys especially are all good, uh, good guys to stash in Dynasty for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this is like I said earlier, this is a class that could produce, you know, eight of the top 15 tight ends in a few years. Like it's it's there. there's not a lot of like top one, two potential, but there's a lot of, you know, that the blob, this this whole the class blob, could be yes. part of the blob in, the blob, in 2023. Sure. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, now I'm going to say let's call <laughs> it. Mike came back. Uh, let's see. So let's let's uh, let's sum this up. Uh, tight ends good, Chris Olave okay, and women be shopping. All right. So <laughs> for for Walker and Mike, this is Jeff. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, free agency's coming up, so we're gonna do a little free agency preview. Um, and week after that, we'll talk about uh, free agency and then more free agency, and then we'll get back to rookies. We were just sliding back in. So for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Thank you.